Welcome to the Hello Someday podcast, the podcast for busy women who are ready to drink less and live more. I'm Casey McGuire Davidson, ex-red wine girl turned life coach, helping women create lives they love without alcohol. But it wasn't that long ago that I was anxious, overwhelmed, and drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. I thought that wine was the glue holding my life together, helping me cope with my kids, my stressful job, and my busy life. I didn't realize that my love affair with drinking was making me more anxious and less able to manage my responsibilities. In this podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz, how to sit with your emotions when you're lonely or angry, frustrated or overwhelmed, how to self-soothe without a drink, and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. I am so glad you're here. Now let's get started. Hey there. I've got some big news for you that I have been not so patiently waiting to tell you about. After six months away, my super popular, completely free masterclass is back and it's better than ever. I've been working on it for months. So if you have been struggling to get sober momentum, please go to hellosomedaycoaching.com forward slash class. You can sign up for my free training, five secrets to taking a break from drinking, even if you've tried and failed in the past. In this 60 minute masterclass, I am going to share with you all the things you need to stop doing because they're setting you up for self-sabotage and what you need to start doing instead. I am giving you the steps and the mindset shifts that I go through every day with my private coaching clients, and it is completely free. So if you are sober curious, if you've been thinking about taking a break from alcohol, this class is going to set you up for success. I promise you it is worth your time. So hit pause on this episode, go to hellosomedaycoaching.com forward slash class and save your seat. Hi there. Today I have a special episode. I am actually talking to my daughter, Lila. I wanted to record this episode because I work with lots of women uh, who are moms who have struggled with alcohol or are quitting drinking or trying to take a break from drinking and do it for a bunch of reasons, one of which is their kids. And depending on how old their kids are, one of the big questions is how to talk to them about alcohol and how to talk to them about why they're taking a break from drinking, what to answer, what not to answer. So um, I asked Lila if she would be open to coming on the podcast, and she was very excited and totally open to it. So what I'll let her tell you about herself, but quickly, she's nine. 
And I stopped drinking when she was about 22 months old. So she doesn't remember a lot uh, about when I was drinking. I stopped when my son was eight. So he remembers more. But Lila knows a lot about my life now and what I do. And so I thought we'd talk about it. So just to start, Lila, do you want to tell people all about yourself? I'm nine and I'm in elementary school and I'm in fourth grade and I uh, I really like cats and we have two cats and I like liking with my friends and I also just, I like the color pastel pink and like green, sage green and I really like outfits and hair. And what sports do you play? I play soccer, basketball, and I'm starting to do dance. Very cool. And so I asked you if you wanted to talk about this because we actually talk about alcohol all the time. And even when you were little and getting older, you probably don't know a lot, but we've always celebrated mom's soberversary. We've, you and dad and Hank like have made me cakes when I hit one year and two years and three years. And so tell me what I told you when you were old enough to understand about why mom stopped drinking. Well, I was just like kind of about like how she wanted to better herself for us and how she like got got really tired and like you know like someone hit her so she just wanted to kind of better herself for us and she just wanted to kind of like at night be able to like we just to sleep and be able to you know like be like in the morning be energized and like have a good night's rest and alcohol's been do that for me. Yeah. I mean, when I stopped drinking, obviously my son was eight. So I told him more. I didn't know that I would be able to stop forever. I didn't even know if I wanted to. So what I told my husband and son was that I was doing a hundred day challenge that I was stopping for a hundred days because I was just anxious and tired and not sleeping well and wanted to get in better shape and work out more. So that's all I told them. Um, my son had mentioned things when he was little about, you know, oh, a bottle of wine, is that for mommy or even you know, hey, mom, you know, like we would be having dinner and he would get down my glass of wine. So he was very aware of me drinking. I remember telling him when he mentioned something about wine, like, oh, Hank, I haven't had uh, any wine in three weeks. And he was like, oh, okay. I don't think he got it, but it was definitely something I was open about, but not a whole lot more. When I hit a hundred days, I told Hank I was going for six months and Mike, my husband, but also not a lot more. But as I moved on, it was, you know, not drinking was something I was really proud of. So one of the things I've tried, Lila and I actually talk a lot when we're driving in the car. Mm -hmm. So what do you know about alcohol? I know that like alcohol can really like, it's like candy and Halloween just like came up and I got a lot of candy and I like to eat candy because candy is delicious and it's basically like 
when I eat a candy, it's like, wow, that was really good. Let me get another one. And then it's like, oh, let me get another one. Let me get another one. And alcohol's the same way. It's like addictive. Um, it's like addictive. So you're like, I'll have one glass and then you're like, I'll have two and three. And it's basically like you just want to keep going until you basically just like get really cranky and tired and really just like someone like hit you in the back. So like I know that alcohol is like it's like drinking poison. So it has the same addictive as candy, but it's like worse for your body because it's like poisony and it's like yeah, it's the same as candy, but worse. Yeah. And I know by the way that I always suggest that people not try to cut down on sugar. You're gonna crave sugar when you stop drinking for a whole lot of reasons, including that sugar spikes your dopamine in the same way that alcohol does. And when you stop drinking, your dopamine levels are suppressed. Candy is in no way or sugar as addictive for you as alcohol. A lot of people would say it's not, you know, necessarily addictive as at all. And I don't think the two should be equated except when talking to little kids, right? Like talking about candy and sugar and chocolate for uh, my kids when they are five years old and six years old and nine years old, it makes a lot of sense to them when you have too much and your stomach hurts and you don't feel as good. So I just wanted to make that distinction because that was some way I talked to Lila that resonated with her a lot. What do you know? Because we've talked about this as well about alcohol and cancer and what it does to your body. Um, I know, like, like I was saying, that it's kind of like poison. And obviously, um, poison isn't good for your body. And like, I know that, like, if you drink too much alcohol, it can, it can like give you cancer. And like, cancer is a really, really big thing and it can kill you. So it's like, yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's nowhere like candy can't like kill you, but like alcohol. Like my mom always says, like, alcohol is basically like drinking poison, like you're inserting poison into your body. So it's it's very bad, and it can give you cancer, which is a very bad, like, disease. Do you think alcohol is, like, smoking in the same way? I would say I think smoking is worse than alcohol, because if you have a glass of alcohol, it doesn't really affect you in, like, a huge way. Obviously, it's still, like, drinking poison, but it's just, like, a teensy little bit. But I think if you, like, light a cigarette, and if you have a cigarette, it's, like worse because I feel like it's it actually affects your body and it's like like I feel like a glass of wine is like a very um comfortable amount but I feel like if you light a cigarette it's a little bit it's like more of an amount and it's more of like you're gonna get cancer because it's basically like inserting like a gas into your like thing so I think uh smoking is worse Yeah. And smoking is like you're, it's really bad for your lungs, right? You're like literally inhaling a carcinogen, which just means cancer causing agent. Um, The other thing I would say is like in society, everybody pretty much knows that smoking causes cancer. It's only in the last couple of years that the research has come out and people are starting to know that 
alcohol causes cancer too. So do you know that one bottle of wine is the cancer risk equivalent of smoking 10 cigarettes? So I used to drink a bottle of wine a night. It would be like if I was just smoking 10 cigarettes. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So I guess it's, um, I guess it's more like, now that I realize that, it's more if you drink a glass of wine that's maybe like five cigarettes. A glass of wine is more like two cigarettes. Two cigarettes, but it's like the like equation. So if you like, yeah, I didn't realize that. So I guess cigarettes are a smaller. It's, it's sort of the bad, same bad. Yeah. Same bad. And the one thing I'd say is that, you know, this information about alcohol is just coming out. I didn't know it when I started drinking. I actually didn't know it until after I stopped drinking the link to cancer. I just knew it caused hangovers. And yeah. when you drink too much, you throw up. I know. Yeah. And I like yeah, and every night, it's throwing like, up. Yeah, I didn't throw up every night, yeah. but you can definitely throw up if you drink too much. And it actually makes you anxious. Like yeah. it makes you like not sleep well and have anxiety. Yeah. But dad still drinks, right? He yeah. has a beer or two every night. So what do you think about that? Oh my gosh. Can we talk about perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause for a minute? I am 48, so if you're going through it, I'm right there with you. I mean, hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts, the low moods, the poor sleep, it is not cool. And that's why I was really excited to find a supplement called Hormone Harmony by Happy Mammoth. It contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like those super fun hormonal changes. It helps reduce menopause symptoms head on. And if you're interested in trying it, you can use the code HELLO for 15% off your first order. Women cannot stop raving about it on social media, but the biggest benefit is the simplest, feeling like yourself again. So if you're going through this, like I'm going through this, for a limited time, you can get 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com with promo code HELLO. That's happy, M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com. And use promo code HELLO for 15% off your first order. When I was drinking, I used alcohol to calm my mind, to relieve anxiety, and to sleep well at the end of a busy day. I didn't know that alcohol actually spiked my stress hormone, increased anxiety, and as little as one glass of wine a night reduced my sleep quality by 24%. I was really excited to find Tanasi, a better way to find calm, rest, relief, and to reduce inflammation. Tanasi creates the highest quality, scientifically validated CBD and hemp extract products. Tanasi's formula includes a unique combination of CBD and CBDA in every dose, which is two times more effective 
than just CBD alone. So if you want to create a sense of calm, to calm your mind, to relax before bed for a great night of sleep, try Tanasi. Tanasi is being really generous with our listeners. You can go to Tanasi.com and use code HELLO to get 25% off at checkout right now. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with the promo code HELLO and get ready to sleep well. I honestly don't like really realize that like he he could be drinking and I don't even realize that he has like a bottle in his hand. It's because I think, you, you know, you can have a bottle of glass, mostly glass, and then you'll, I feel like you could be fine you know like I, well it, it's still bad but i feel like if you handle it well i feel like my dad really handles it well and he doesn't get hangover or like sleepy or like what i know anxious and i feel like if you can handle it well and if you can know how like how much you can take and when to stop i feel like you know when you turn the age when you can i feel it's not bad drink you know if you know how to handle it yeah i mean we don't judge anyone for drinking we don't judge dad for drinking everybody makes their own choice i always say you know a lot of my friends drink i am not here to try to preach to anyone to stop drinking i am here to help anyone who is struggling with drinking too much or too often or who is worried about it i'm here to help them stop and change their mindset and give them tools. But my husband still drinks, like dad still drinks, lots of our friends still drink. It's not a terrible thing to do, but it is something to watch out for, right? I hope that when Lila and Hank drink when they're 21 or in college or whenever it is, that they will also be more aware than I was about the fact that it's not all fun and games, that it actually has a pretty significant risk factor. And just to be aware of it and to know they can talk to me and I'll help however I can, but won't judge them. Do you feel that way? I do feel that way and that I can like come to her like when I like start drinking. And we've actually talked a lot about how she was in college. Like, you know, like people didn't know that it could cause cancer you know the news wasn't out yet they just were drinking and they thought it was just like oh i had a hangover i do have like nothing like that like the next week like they're gonna be completely fine and nothing is gonna come out about it so let's just drink like three bottles and we're gonna be fine (laughs) yeah when i was uh in college it was i went to a small school and it was a lot about keg parties and a lot about very centered around alcohol The one thing that I think is cool is Hank is Gen Z. He's 15 and you're Generation Alpha, right? Like, you know, even younger than that. And for Hank, Gen Z is drinking significantly less than their parents or grandparents did at the same age. I think the recent study said 30% of college students right now actually don't drink at all, uh, which is crazy to me. I swear when I was in college, it had to be like 5%, maybe 7%. I don't have the stats, but just amongst my friends. And I think 
what's happening is a couple things. I'll just share it with you yeah. live. You tell yeah. me what you think. So one, there is way more information out there about how alcohol impacts your mental health, how it yeah. hurts you with anxiety. There is also way more information out there about the role of alcohol in sexual assault, yeah. right? We've talked about this, yeah. right? Both when boys drink too much and when girls drink too much, it's super dangerous. Yeah. And the other thing is you've grown up with TikTok and YouTube and the internet. I didn't have that at all. No, and it's crazy. And it's like, and it's crazy to me that she didn't have internet. Then so like no one could record anyone like doing a character, anything. It was just like they didn't. It was just like the next day the party moved on and it wasn't on YouTube for like a million people to see. Yeah. And if everybody was drinking, not everyone remembers mm. exactly what happened. They were also kind of out of it. The other thing is we just had still pictures, which you're going to, you're going to die when you hear this. So we took pictures. We had to go to like the drugstore <laughs> to develop them. We got them like a week later. Half of them were completely out of focus. Like there was like two framers in a roll of like 30 pictures and very little video. So the truth is, and we certainly didn't have anywhere to share it. Like you could just, I mean, I had pictures of me doing keg stands, which is crazy and holding a lot of beer cans and bottles, but like the only people who saw those were the people really? who like came to my room and saw it pinned up to my bulletin board. <laughs> so now, especially Gen Z, and I'm sure you, there is so much more awareness of both what's out there and how quickly it can be shared, mm-hmm. as well as you can see yourself, right? Like we have been convinced through marketing that when you drink, you're sophisticated and fun and more attractive. And if you've ever seen a video of a drunk person slurring or spilling on themselves or like slumping over with their Mm -hmm. eyes half closed, it is the opposite of being sophisticated, right? Yeah, and I feel like now someone could just bring an iPhone to the party and just snap, like, and just snap away. And I feel like, you know, like if everyone saw that, it's kind of awareness. And Gen Z and Gen Alpha are more like, I don't want anyone seeing me do this so I'm just not gonna like embarrass myself to like YouTube and TikTok and Instagram I'm just gonna kind of be more aware of like my surroundings and who's gonna watch me and how much I drink because I don't want to like embarrass myself yeah and I think that's awesome um so they know about mental health they know about the the risk of cancer and that it's not good for your brain and it's not good for your body they definitely are more aware of the implications, right? There's lots of data about sexual assault coming out and also about your image. Mm-hmm. And they see themselves on video. They know that it's not all cool. A bunch of the studies that are coming out talk about how Gen Z and millennials as well don't think that binge drinking is that attractive and that it's boring, which is hysterical that we didn't think that. And the biggest drinkers out there are boomers, boomers, like grandparents, like 70 years old. And it's weird because you would, you you would think that like your grandma would, you know, not drink as much as your like 
18 year old. Yeah. Yeah. And also second is people my age, parents age. So say mid forties to mid sixties, because we grew up with lots of marketing around wine being sophisticated and alcohol being a good time and romantic and being required for football games and camping trips and everything. Yeah. So I think that like great, like my generation doesn't drink obviously since you're kids, but I think it's like great that, you know, people are more aware of like, not like thing like, Oh, like I saw that video. It's not like I'm not attractive and I should just uh, think a little bit more. So this doesn't get onto TikTok. Yeah. And I have no doubt that you were going to try drinking. Yeah. I, you know, I, I get that. I understand that. I'm sure Hank will too. But again, my hope is when I was 20 years old, I was throwing up a lot and I didn't remember the end of nights and I felt really ill in the mornings and kept doing it. And I would hope that if you were in that situation, one, the perception among your friends that you need to drink to have a good time and the pressure won't be there. But also you'll be like, oh, maybe when I wake up at 3 a.m. anxious, it's because of the alcohol. Maybe I should try not drinking. Yeah. And I think that all the fights that are coming out talking about that are really great. And also people like you are informing people and helping people and making sure that like the future generations and our generations don't like wake up at 3am and throw up and be anxious and they have a little bit more awareness about like everything. So I know that until you were five years old or so in kindergarten, I worked at L'Oreal. Yeah. I worked at Clarisonic in corporate and you came to my office to trick or treat and meet my friends and all that stuff. And you went to before school and after school. And then I left and I became a life coach and a sober coach and then started a podcast and I work from home. So tell me what you think about that. I think I actually love the breaking from home. I, since I was a little bit older, um, I actually remember going to La Petite and I have really fond memory that La Petite and I, like, I love the teachers there, but I thought, but, you know, like, getting home at, like, <laughs> getting, like, home at, like, 6 or 5.30 or whatever, no, at, like, 6, it's kind of hard because, you know, a long day of school, you just want to go home and you want to, like, see your mom and you want to, like, cuddle your cats, but until that L'Oreal, like, I had to go and, like, play for, like, an hour. And I feel it, and I feel like it's great working from home, knowing that if I ever get sick or if I ever need something, that she can just, like, kind of, like, help me and stuff, and that she's always home. So if I need something, like, like when I have days off, like, every day on Friday, that she can be home. She's going to be doing college, but just to have her home is good. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I don't know about you, but I cannot believe how fast this year is flying by. We're all busy, but one of the most important things you can do to make sure you're on the right path 
is to carve out some time to celebrate your victories and to notice what you've wanted to change but haven't been able to yet. Whether you're navigating sobriety, setting boundaries, or striving to be the best version of yourself, therapy can be a game changer. Therapy is for anyone looking for growth and support. And if you're considering it, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's convenient, it's flexible, and it's entirely online. So take a moment for yourself and visit betterhelp.com forward slash someday to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash someday. Yeah, and Lila always wants to help me with my marketing. I am just starting to put videos on YouTube of my podcast interviews and some of the stuff. Lila is highly encouraging me to post more on TikTok. I started posting on TikTok and she is very into wanting to help me with my marketing. She constantly reminds me of videos that she's put up on TikTok or YouTube, but with her cats that have gotten like 20,000 views and Mm. all these shares and my videos are like 1,000 views. So Mm. she really thinks she has something to offer me there. And she's trying to teach me about cap cut and stuff like that. Um, I'm just going to humble my mouth, you know, I feel like I'm a little bit of a star on the on the rise. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like I can help her with the three likes and maybe get her up to maybe 500 is the goal. Dude, I have more than three likes. Okay, maybe 20. We'll be a little bit generous. But I, I just think that, you know, it's great that my mom is getting on more social platforms and she can really up her, um, Instagram followers of 3,000. Yeah. And Lila likes to be paid to help me. So um, I taught her when I was doing some guides like the Sober Treats Guide or your holiday guide to, you know, alcohol-free bucket list or the fall guide. Um, Those were all in my sobriety starter kit. Uh, Lila got the job of, I would give her a list of things to look for on Google and Pinterest. And she would, oh, not even because we wanted free images that we had the rights to. So it was on Pexels, P-E-X-E-L-S. And I gave her all the examples and the colors and she would search and send me options, which actually was very helpful. Yeah. Like I actually liked the job and I actually liked working for and I hope when I get a little bit older even now that I can maybe be her little assistant. So question, what do you think mom does as a sober coach for the women I work with? Um. First, I think that she really like helps helps them, and I think that she offers a lot of stuff, and that she like really helps them and is a friend to them, and like really acts like a like is really a friend to them, so they can like help her so that like they can tell her stuff, and that she can really help them out and make them feel like just <laughs> and trust them, so like they. Can just, and that they can trust her and that she can be like a friend to them and that they can be helped. 
And lots and lots of the women I work with have kids too, which is kind of cool, right? Yeah, I think it's really cool. And like, you know, maybe like being friends with the kids. (laughs) Yeah, not many of my clients because everything is totally private, of course. But um, certainly some that I've known for a long time. Uh, Lila's come in and said hi and waved to them and all that good stuff. And sometimes their kids have come and waved to us too. Like it does feel like fun and a friendship and all that good stuff. Yeah, I feel like it's great. And she's getting a lot of bonds and getting to go on all these sponsored trips and getting all these books and getting to go on people's podcasts and people going on her podcast. And I just like hope that she's really happy. And, and I'm glad to see her blossom because like when she started, she was just a small little Tyson, like videoing like random stuff about life coaching and now she's all big I don't know how big I am but it is super cool that I get to go to podcast conferences and I've made so many cool friends from people I've talked to on the podcast and people who've written really cool books yeah and Lila is very jealous she was just saying because I actually just bought my plane ticket yesterday I'm going to Provence, France (laughs) with three other women who don't drink. Um, Margaret Ward, who ran Alcohol-Free Adventures and has been on the podcast twice, Mm -hmm. uh, once about alcohol-free travel, and my sober bestie, Ingrid, who (laughs) you you know Ingrid really well. What's cool about Ingrid? Ingrid, she actually has a little book um, area that we actually went to and there was cookies there so that was very nice and you know got some cool books and some and some cool candles and everything and it's good to see that she has friends that she can relate to she has friends that drink but also having friends that she can relate to in that drinking sort of way yeah I have tons of friends who drink and I have tons of friends who don't drink does mom have a lot of friends pretty much yeah So I'm going with Ingrid, I'm going with Margaret, and I'm actually going with a former client of mine, one of like my client number six, which is crazy. I've had like 130 clients, but this client um, is well over four years alcohol-free, and we both signed up for Margaret's original trip to Provence, and we were going to meet each other for the first time. And the trip got canceled, but we were lucky enough that Margaret is just going to go with us as friends. And I've had so many retreats. I went on a sober retreat to Mexico. I've gone on retreats to Salt Spring Island, BC. Um, I've had lots of girls' nights with women who don't drink. Lila continually asks me if she can come. But, you know, I will say to any of you that we adore our kids and love them. And it is really important to hang out with other people on the alcohol-free path and take some time for yourself, right? Self-care. Do we love self-care? We love self-care. We love like mental health. And sometimes like I'll sometimes be like, do you want to go lay down when she's stressed? I'll be like, do you want to go lay down or do you want some little cuddles or whatever? She loves cuddles, by the way. Yeah, you love cuddles too. I cuddle Lila to bed every night. And Lila, actually, I tell her when I get anxious, which, you know, definitely happens. You tell me when you get anxious, too. And Lila was the one who introduced me to box breathing. Like I was, I don't, did you just learn about it on YouTube? Um, Yeah, I saw some video and I was like, 
and I, it's going to my feeder, and I was just like, I clicked on it, and I was just like, wow, this is cool for like, you know, whenever I feel stressed and when she was calling me to sleep and she was feeling anxious, I was like, mom, I learned about this new technique, and I thought that it would really help you, and I just, I was like, okay, let's do it together. So I made her like imagine a box, and I made her trail her finger up, and I think she said it really helped her. Yeah, I actually do box breathing all the time now. And if you're interested, you can just go to YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I find it's a really good way to like slow your heartbeat and slow that like anxious, I can't relax feeling in your body. So we actually do it in bed a decent amount when I put Lila to bed. And we also listen to sleep meditations, Mm -hmm. right? Like clearing your mind and relaxing and all that good stuff. I actually learned that uh, sleep music from her, which is when we learn little things from each other. But I was walking, you know, I walked into the room and I was like, wow, this music is really relaxing. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's called sleep music. So I have a little Alexa in my room. And I was like, oh, like, I'll just try it. So I was like, you know, like, play sleep music. And um, it, it actually really helps me to sleep. And I really like it. And I think it actually makes you fall asleep faster. And I think it's really nice if you're anxious and just want to go to sleep fast. Yeah, I think our kids, especially when you do a bunch of work to stop drinking because you have to learn really good ways to regulate your emotions and take care of yourself and decompress that obviously aren't just numbing out. So Lila now does sleep music, sleep meditation, breath work. She loves baths. And she, I, for Christmas, was it last year, I gave you essential oils mm, that yeah. you can diffuse in your room? Yeah. And I actually think it's really nice to like relax. I love bath. I love getting all her a bath product, a like shower or bath product. And I love just like, you know, get, get it listening to some Taylor Swift and just relaxing. Yeah. We're also pretty big Taylor Swift fans yeah. in this house, which is super fun. Um, why? Cause she's also a badass yes. about fighting back around uh, the patriarchy, right? Tell us about the patriarchy. The patriarchy is basically men who think that they can just walk over a woman and they are more like powerful and that they deserve more respect and more like pity in a way um than women and they just think that they can walk off walk all over women and taylor is a big like no 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 like fighting for women's rights yeah you know and women get jar judged more harshly than men, right? If men are super successful, everybody thinks they're great. And if women are successful, sometimes people feel like they're uppity or think a lot of themselves. And I just read a story in the news that women still are paid on average. I think this was in Washington state where I live, $16,000 less than a man for the exact same job. What? I think that's crazy because it was like, I feel like I'm going to get the state wrong, but like in the 1800s, I feel like that's, I don't know, that like they were getting paid by, and I was like a hundred years ago, so it's still crazy that that is still happening now, and I'm, and I'm like, why are we still letting this happen, and I feel that it's great that Taylor's like, she's very successful, and that she just is like, let's stop this but it's just crazy to me that they still get paid less even though like 
be trying to fight for that. Hi there. If you're listening to this episode and have been trying to take a break from drinking, but keep starting and stopping and starting again, I want to invite you to take a look at my on-demand coaching course, the Sobriety Starter Kit. The Sobriety Starter Kit is an online self-study sober coaching course that will help you quit drinking and build a life you love without alcohol, without white knuckling it or hating the process. The course includes the exact step-by-step coaching framework I work through with my private coaching clients, but at a much more affordable price than one-on-one coaching. And the Sobriety Starter Kit is ready, waiting, and available to support you anytime you need it. And when it fits into your schedule, you don't need to work your life around group meetings or classes at a specific day or time. This course is not a 30-day challenge or a one day at a time approach. Instead, it's a step-by-step formula for changing your relationship with alcohol. The course will help you turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You will sleep better and have more energy. You'll look better and feel better. You'll have more patience and less anxiety. And with my approach, you won't feel deprived or isolated in the process. So if you're interested in learning more about all the details, please go to www.sobrietystarterkit.com. You can start at any time, and I would love to see you in the course. Yeah, and obviously dad's a white man and we love him. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Delilah's making the heart sign. But what I try to teach her is that a lot of the laws, because I think like, what, 73% of Congress and the Senate are white men. I think that's right. I've got to look up the exact percent, but it's super high, very small minority and women and presidents. There have only been one in history that was not white and zero women. So the laws in this country are just set up by white men who are regulating women's bodies. And we got to change that, right, girl? And and it's like another thing about Peach, that the white rich men's kind of day with beauty standards. And do you want to tell me a little bit about what you told me about beauty standards? Yeah, we talk a lot about diet culture yeah. too. By the way, this is not supposed to be what the podcast is about, but it's about talking to your, your daughters, especially about all the things. So um, we talk about diet culture, right? That it's yeah. totally cool to love wearing clothes and makeup and doing your hair however you want. But you should do it for yourself and that, Oh, what did we talk about that? Like they're all the, all the models that are always put up are super, super thin. And it's, you know, everybody's body comes in a different shape and that's just the one that we've been taught is the right one. But, you know, it would be like if the ideal dog was a chihuahua and every fitness model 
and every person on a magazine was a chihuahua. And wouldn't it be so sad if a golden retriever or a Dalmatian literally starved themselves and was unhappy with their body every single day because they weren't a chihuahua? Because some people love golden retrievers and Dalmatians. And, you know, then you're, you're still never going to be a chihuahua. You're just a starving golden retriever. And I feel like that's not going to help you be happier, get like the the body that you think is amazing and be happy because you're always going to be a golden retriever. And even like some people love chihuahuas and that's great, but also some people are like, I like golden retrievers better than chihuahuas. And I feel like you just have to find the people that are going to be like, hey, golden retrievers are pretty awesome for the people that they are because I actually love golden retrievers. And I think you just have to find your people of like, you know, who you want to be friends with and like, you know, who's going to make you feel confident if you're a golden retriever, not a chihuahua or or a domination. (laughs) Right. Um, and you know, also like mom is only five foot three and I'm sorry, but you might, you'll probably be taller than me, but I'm going to set you back in the height department and like, I'm never going to be five, eight. So wouldn't it be terrible if I spent my entire life looking at myself and thinking that I was not as good because I wasn't five, eight. That's crazy. I know. And I feel like, that's not going to make the people around you feel happy because they're, they're going to be like, mom's too focused trying to be 5A. And, you know, like, I feel like you just like, my dad is six foot one and my brother is six foot. So it's basically just like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. So we focus on doing what we want to make ourselves happy, but we don't compare ourselves to what's in the magazines um because what was that song that you loved by Jax? it was called victoria it's called victoria's secret and i can think of it i know victoria's secret yeah you wouldn't believe it he's an old man living in ohio making money at the girls like me cashing in on body issues yeah cashing in on body issues yeah but all the all the things yeah. um, created by men. So they make money by making us feel like we're less than yeah. because we're not like, they think that we need to buy their products yeah. and we should just be healthy. Yes. And I feel like that you can love makeup and clothes and fashion. Like I love doing like my makeup with my mom's makeup and like still feeling confident about that, but not doing it because like this video told you that you'd need that to be pretty just because that you like to do it and it makes you happy to do it and like the people at Ulta or Sephora (laughs) they have all their like little like things but you can buy their products and you you can look at the model and look at you and be like wow like this looks really good on me and just realizing that we've been conditioned like Lila and I talk about I use lots of mascara, but we also talk about how crazy it is that women have been convinced that they are more attractive if their freaking eyelashes are longer. Like that (laughs) literally is the most insane thing in the world. We're like, oh, short eyelashes. Ooh, too bad. Like that's crazy. I know also like hair extensions that can be great, but also it's like Oh, your hair is a, your hair is like a centimeter too short. Sorry, or like that you need lash extensions just to be like, you know, pretty. 
And like, I don't think that's what well, you need high heels if you're like below five, four. <laughs> and so we buy into it. And it is kind of like alcohol. I'm yeah. trying to bring this back that it is totally okay to do whatever you want, but just be an informed media consumer. Realize that you think that champagne is for New Year's Eve and that New Year's Eve is less special without champagne because you have been taught that. You have been marketed that message, which you've internalized. So if you believe that you look better with mascara or fake eyelashes, which trust me, I actually do. Just know that the only reason you believe that is because you have been conditioned and taught to believe that by all the marketing around you. So it's cool to do whatever you want, but just know that why you think red wine goes well with steak and white wine goes well with fish and beer is required for a football game. That is because we have been conditioned through our whole life to believe that. And the good news is you can be deconditioned to think something else. And like choices can really help you with that. And I think that, you know, like it's like you don't need wine to be or like beer and like type of that to be happy. And you just need to kind of like realize that, you know, All right. So Lila, I really, really appreciate you coming on. It's super brave. Although I know you like the exposure hashtag. Am I right? Um, But thank you. And you guys, this is a different type of um, episode. And so let me know if you like it. Let me know if it was useful. Uh, Yeah. I won't tell Lila if you say you don't like it. I'm just kidding. Um, But here you go. Oh, and I just want to say, comment to Casey um, more live of video so I can keep coming back when she doesn't exile me. I would never exile you, but Lila is wondering how many downloads her episode is going to get. So make sure you bring that up to the most popular episode so I can maybe get my own podcast or something. Like and subscribe. <laughs> anyway, bye people. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind-the-scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hello Someday Podcast. If you're interested in learning more about me, the work I do, and access free resources and guides to help you build a life you love without alcohol, please visit Hello Someday Coaching. 
And I would be so grateful if you would take a few minutes to rate and review this podcast so that more women can find it and join the conversation about drinking less and living more.